You are now listening to the Soul and Wonder Podcast, Episode 32, Vegan Sex with Dr. Joel Kahn. Welcome to the Soul and Wonder Podcast, where the conduits of the body, depths of the mind, and atlas of the soul are explored with devotion. Through cultural exchange, Christopher and Sarah and their guests will deliver sacred wisdom from around the globe, uncovering the hidden gems of conscious living and holistic healing, all to empower you on your journey of self-discovery. And now, here are your hosts, Christopher and Sarah. Welcome to the Soul and Wonder podcast. We are your hosts, Sarah and Christopher. Happy to have you guys here, as usual. We have a very fun episode on hand today. Yes, we do. We are adding Dr. Joel Kahn to our repertoire of plant-based advocates and enthusiasts. And we're excited to give you this interview that we just did with him. Yes. So you want to know about Dr. Joel Kahn. I'm sure you've seen him before. He's been on made appearances in several documentaries. He's written books. And to give you a little background on Dr. Joel Kahn, he is a summa cum laude graduate of the University of Michigan School of Medicine and founder of the Kahn Center for Cardiac Longevity. He is a plant-based cardiologist and a professor of medicine in Detroit, whose personal mission is to prevent 1 million heart attacks over the next two years. We need more doctors like him. That is for sure. He is also the author of Your Whole Heart Solution and co-author of Vegan Sex. He is a frequent commentator on Fox News, Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, and other sites. And he most recently founded Green Space Cafe in 2015. 100% vegan. Yes. That, I had to sing it. That's how excited I am about that. We don't get a lot of these guys. We don't get a lot of these. And not only is it 100% vegan, you can even do oil-free options. Making it whole food plant-based vegan. Woo-hoo. You can find him at www.drjoelkahn, that's K-A-H-N.com. And this episode is a great one, because not only do we get to find out a little bit more about the personal life of Dr. Joel Kahn, we get to find out, you know, how he got on this plant-based train. We're going to talk a little bit about green space, because we know you want to hear about that. Oh, and they're going on wheels, so food trucks. Also, we get to talk about sex, and that is what this episode is about. The juicy topic of sex. Do vegans do it better? I think they do. And he's going to tell you exactly why, how your diet is impacting your, well, sex life. So, without further ado, let's get rolling into this interview. What do you say, Christopher? Let's do it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Super excited. We're happy to have Dr. Joel Kahn on the show with us. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kahn. Thank you so much, and I'm so fully happy to. We're, 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 we're pumped to have you here, add you to our list of you know well-educated plant-based advocates, and we just love to take different approaches from so many angles, and I think that you've got some juicy topics to discuss here, so thanks for coming on. Sure, including juicing if you want. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I always like to ask this question. What got you on the plant-based train? Um, I was run over by the plant-based train 40 years ago. A lot in life is random. Some is planned. Um, I walked into the cafeteria 
at the dormitory in Ann Arbor, Michigan, my first day undergraduate. That's going back 1977. Probably nobody listening was born then. <laughs> and uh, I kept uh, kosher laws. I didn't eat pork. I didn't eat meat and milk together. Just how I was raised. And I looked around. And I said, that looks horrible. The salad bar looks alive. And I became a complete uh, uh, vegetarian with rare exception going back once in a while to home. And then I read John Robbins' book, A Diet for a New America, a yep. few years later. And a lot of people, probably the best early book that kind of put the whole package together. And it resonated. So it's been decades. Uh, I haven't had a hamburger in 40 years, and I don't mind it. Wow. And how has that influenced your medical practice? Um, well, so that's actually another very quick coincidence and funny story. I went on to train University of Michigan, University of Texas, Kansas City. In 1990, I started a job July 1, and I was a cath lab expert. You were having a heart attack. I had a balloon. Three in the morning, three in the afternoon, seven days a week. Exciting. Still exciting. <laughs> but three weeks after that, I had been at work for three weeks. Uh, I picked up my stack of mail. There was my medical journals, because back then there were things called magazines, not <laughs> it was e-digital. And there was an article by a guy I did not know, Dr. Dean Ornish, mm. who published that he could reverse heart disease. I knew his co-authors. They were very prominent, respected academic doctors around the country I knew of. And I said, whoa, he's reversing heart disease with a spoon. I'm using a balloon. Other than rhyming, they have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> and honestly, since about then, I've been teaching him. Wow, that's, that's, that's incredible. That's pretty cool. That's yeah, so it's been a long time. Now, you know, the, the tools then were his book. And um, that was 1990 he wrote a book. And then 2006, the China study. But it really got easy around 2010 when Forks Over Knives came out. Sure. And uh, since then, it's been a, you know, an easy thing to introduce. Back when you first um, started practicing this, did you catch a lot of flack from fellow doctors in the field? Um, you know, the, there's a statement here in Michigan, like a deer looking in headlights. They just didn't get it. They weren't. I never really got viciously attacked mm -hmm. by any colleague. I, I, and I was... It was my diet and my patients got educated, um, you know, pretty soul warrior in the Detroit area for a long time. Thank God we have an enormous growth of uh, physicians interested or following or teaching. Uh, never enough because it's probably 3%, but that's more than there used to be. Um, but never, never intense flack. And honestly, the way the world has gone, gone you know, most of them are doing better than they used to do. But yeah, there were a lot of times I was eating my sweet potato, green beans and uh, small side salad and they were munching down burgers with cheese and curly fries. And um, I don't regret it. Maybe they regret what they did, but uh, they're all good. It's, it's still confusing to try and parse through all the messages from science and media and physicians and TV and decide what to do. So most doctors, like most other humans, because that's what they are, just throw their hands up in the air and say, if it tastes good, I'll eat it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. So it seems to be that you're sort of this jack of all trades, so to speak. So not only are you a doctor, you're an author, you're a speaker, but you're also a restaurant owner. 
So can you tell us a little yeah, bit about I, Green Space Cafe and kind of how that came to be and how that evolved? Yeah, just warning, don't ever do crystal meth around a real estate agent. Really, really bad idea. You'll end up on... <laughs> no, it's not true. Um, I've been very passionate about the plant-based approach to health, the environment, animal welfare. You know, I've been speaking for a long time at vegetarian groups and increasingly just mainstream public. Um, and I had a, I have a wonderful oldest son. He's now 32 with an MBA and a good business head. And, you know, he was doing accounting and fairly bored. And we started looking about three and a half years ago, four years ago, maybe franchise, smoothie, juice. It was going to be a little project. And one thing led to another, and we heard of a space in a suburb of Detroit called Ferndale. Um, he had restaurant experience. I, I have eaten food, but uh, and I have kind of a mentor in the restaurant world in Detroit that has told me a hundred times, don't ever do it. But we did it. We ended up with a, a, a good team around us, not without some capable souls. We leased what was going to be a 40-seat. We made the decision fully vegan, not vegetarian. Had a small little bar, four seats, liquor license, and um, we leased it. We were going to renovate. Then two weeks later, the general contractor says, you know, everything's disgusting. Let's just gut everything and start afresh, which for those of you who ever build anything means your overhead just went up 300%. Yep. <laughs> so we were in the middle of opening this 40-seat restaurant, and the retail space next door, which was three times bigger, came on the market. And frankly, the landlord said, I'm putting a meat market in there if you don't take it. So we took it <laughs> and we went from 40 seats to 140 seats. Um, and, wow. we, you know, it slowed it slowed things a bit. But we ended up opening about 20 months ago, Green Space Cafe, now a 20 seat bar, full liquor license and all plant based menu. I mean, largely organic. I mean, strictly vegan. There is no animal products, even our beer and our wine. We checked through the uh, system of you know, whether it's certified uh, to not have been exposed to animal products, which in the wine world is actually fairly common. Sure. Uh, there's a website called Barnivore. You can check a wine and see if it's uh, animal products you use to produce it. And um, a fairly substantial part of the menu can be ordered oil-free for those that want to do that for health or calories or other reasons. And it's been a grand success. I mean, it's incredibly hard work. Uh, wife's very involved, son's involved, and a large staff. We now have a food truck that's launched and on the road, the green space jungle truck, so we can take our message all over, you know, many counties now and fairs and workplaces. And fortunately, the timing with what the health and just the general discussion out there of the dairy industry starting to falter and, you know, it's a good time. Doesn't mean there's any guarantees and plenty of steakhouses are outgrossing us and that's a very carefully picked word outgrossing us because <laughs> what they do is pretty gross but uh, i'm talking about financially so you know it's still very tentative but um i'm very excited about the future and i can tell you what i do every week there's a very cool i think it's called vegancalculator.com you can put in how many months or years you've been eating that way and how many on average acres of land gallons of water animals you've avoided uh, destroying by your diet. So I do it for just one week in the restaurant and it's overwhelming, you know, like 120,000 animals that would have been killed wouldn't. Of course it's an estimate. You know, how many hundreds of thousands of gallons of water or 1,500 acres of land? I mean, 
this is seriously impactful stuff. Even if it's one person choosing oatmeal over bacon and eggs for one breakfast, you know, every decision has a meaning. What an amazing tool that is. I'll have to check that out for sure because I've actually never heard of that before. Yeah, and you know that you bring up a good point. If that one decision throughout the day makes such a big impact, I think we have a hard time seeing that. So I'm glad you mentioned that uh, vegan calculator. And you know, your your cafe is on the upswing. I think, like you said, with what the health and those other documentaries becoming so popular, um, I think that you're kind of like riding that tidal wave. You know, to I, I've spoken to so many vegans who are like, oh, we need more restaurants that I know for sure I can go to and not have to be the weird one at the table who's like uh can you remove that and then make sure you don't do this please because i can't eat that because i'm vegan and then everybody's you know like oh the vegan you know you guys are doing a great thing yeah and this is very upscale we're a suburb of detroit it's a pretty cool artsy west hollywood kind of area comparing it to la but it's visually beautiful and it's got a vibe and it's got a you know jazzy music in the background so um it's one of the more you know, entertaining and visually appealing restaurants. So we're not compromising anybody for a quinoa lentil burger. They're getting the ambiance with it. Sure. I like that. Well, whenever we're in Detroit, we're going to have to stop by. Now, I do have to say having this space and this this green space cafe, it's a great opportunity. I'm sure at some point, I don't know if you've, I'm sure you've talked about this, but getting that food truck of yours into the hospitals and having the patients to instead of go downstairs and grab McDonald's, but actually grab a nice vegan meal so they can uh, support their new uh, found health, I guess. Yeah. You know, the hope is it has its own independent life, uh, but it's an, it is a rolling billboard and you know, we're going to an event this weekend that kicks off like an automotive week in Detroit that brings a million and a half people into Detroit with their old classic cars. But this Saturday, we're going to an event called roadkill.com. And that's not usually the language of a plant-based, you no. know, gathering. That's not plantstock.com. But there'll be 40,000 NASCAR hot rod fans, and they have a healthy option. Now, I'm going to tell you, we're not going to have a banner up that says, you know, vegan hot rod food although there is a nascar <laughs> driver there is a female nascar driver liliana munster I, I may have just messed her first name who is actually uh plant-based and uh proudly supports the movement a friend of mine so it does exist but uh, you know it's an opportunity to be out there and even hot rod and nascar fans would rather not have erectile dysfunction heart disease and obesity Absolutely, which leads us into the next topic. Let's talk about your juicy book here, Vegan Sex, Vegans Do It Better, Dump Your Meds and Jump in Bed. You co-authored this with two other people, right? Yeah, two, uh, well, if you want to be uh, humorous, it's a threesome. <laughs> uh, but it really, the heart and the soul is Ellen Jaffe Jones. She's written five, six, seven very good plant-based books like Vegan on $4 a Day and such but we had a random meeting both we know each other but we were speaking in fort myers florida in january and she had the book well underway i didn't know that i've written many articles and done some youtubes on this topic and uh she said you know it was really like 30 seconds whoa whoa, whoa i'm writing a book need a doctor the publisher and we shook hands i went on stage and gave a talk and announced to everybody that we were now co-authors it was a little bit quicker than she expected. <laughs> but uh, so she gets the lion's share. 
um, we're not going to harm the lion, but the lion's share of credit for what she wrote. It's a very interesting read about a woman's journey through meeting and planning men through various marriages and dating. And, and I wrote some of the medical stuff about why plants in your pants makes for a better sex life in many regards. And, you know, it ties in with better heart health and longevity. And, you know, it just tilts the odds that uh, you'll be tilting up as a male more longer and better. Sure. And I think it's one, that's a great topic for her to touch on. And two, the, you know, medical advice and information that you provide to back it up with science is always nice to know. So what were, what are your key findings in, you know, this subject matter that you were able to present to her for her book? Yeah, the bullet points are, and they're fairly medical, but they're universally important. One, um, all men and people that are around men should know that a man starting to experience erectile dysfunction, which even in your late 30s and early 40s is approaching 20% of men, and you get into your 40s and 50s can be 30 to 40% of men in many studies. Erectile dysfunction is often called the canary in the coal mine. Mm-hmm. The clue to heart disease that's subtle, but can give a person two, three, four years before an event like a visit to an emergency room or a heart attack occurs. Not in every case, but frequently enough that erectile dysfunction should prompt a thorough review of blood sugar, blood pressure, cholesterol, smoking, sleep, weight, stress. You know, that's just superficial in my reversal heart plant-based clinic in Detroit. We go deeper than that, but at least that. And maybe a more thorough test of the heart, which we can talk about for 60 seconds. There's a CAT scan you can have done on your heart. It takes about 10 seconds, costs about $100. You find out right away if your arteries are youthful or aging. Erectile dysfunction can be a clue to heart dysfunction. And you need to take opportunity to say, well, you know, my burgers, fries, malts, and uh, sitting on my butt all day long just isn't working for me, and it's you know it's showing up below the waist before it shows up above the waist. That's one. Number two, we do know that plants support healthy arteries, which support healthy sexual performance. A lot of sex, it's obviously a mind game, but blood flow is critical in male and female sexual response and orgasm. You need healthy arteries. So, Greens do it. I mean, there's this whole cool system about making a lot of nitric oxide, NO, is chemical our body makes when we treat it well, when we feed it well, supports healthy blood pressure, healthy arteries, but healthy blood flow and healthy sexual response. Um, Viagra, Levitra, and Cialis were all designed after the Nobel Prize in Medicine was given to three guys for identifying how important nitric oxide is in overall health and artery health. Um, but other than those, we haven't had much. Now we've learned in the last 10 years that diet is a critical part to supporting healthy nitric oxide. That means healthy sexual response. That's what we say. To get a yes, you need to have a lot of no and no nitric oxide. <laughs> but particularly arugula, pine nuts, leafy greens, beets, beetroots, watermelon um, are some of these foods that really flame up this uh, healthy production. The chemical most people don't know much about, nitric oxide, even though it is actually the most researched molecule in the human body um, in terms of number of papers and importance. But because other than Viagra and watermelon, there's not like an easy uh, uh, solution. Well, the solution is the way you eat and uh, treat your body. So 
Um, you know, and the benefit is if you, you know, eat for healthy sexual performance, you'll also be eating for healthy heart and brain and weight control. I mean, those are probably the two single most important findings. So there are also just herbs or plants. There are some plants and herbs that support healthy sexual function. A lot of people have heard of maca root yeah. as a powder in a smoothie. There's something called it, it used to make me laugh, horny goat weed. You see it in the gas station. It's a plant called epimedium. There's actually decent data for these things um, uh, supporting healthy female and male sexual response. They're all herbal. Um, there's something called tribulus, damiana. These are herbs that support healthy sexual response. You no, know, you don't usually put them on a salad or a smoothie other than maca, um, but you should learn about if that's an issue or you want just better performance. And I love that, you know, they're non-prescription, they're plant-based. I've written a couple blogs about herbs and I wrote a chapter in Vegan Sex Book about the data and the science of herbs for healthy sexual function. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because usually we do a health tip at the end of every episode and some of those herbs that you mentioned were actually going to be discussed, but uh, you, you, already, took care of it. you took care of that for us. <laughs> oh. That's awesome. You know, those are some incredible findings and it, it sounds so complicated, but it's really so simple. You know, just eating plant foods, it makes sense, you know, to you have all these um, endurance athletes that are starting to switch over to a vegan lifestyle. And, you know, if they're doing it, of course, this is going to affect your stamina, your, your, your just power in general. And I can see that translating to the bedroom as well. I mean, we're both vegan, so I'll let the listeners infer whatever they want from that, but I give a big thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I'm curious, do your, this book came out, it's fairly new, um, but have you recommended it to any of your patients or people that you talk to, you know, that might be experiencing some of these issues? Yes. I mean, it's, it's, prominently for sale, both in my office and in my restaurant. You know, the cover is pretty provocative and gets a nice giggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there's good content. Ellen Jaffe Jones' contrib- um, contribution is, uh, I think, from a woman's perspective, excellent. And then there are over 100 healthy recipes, sexy recipes, breakfast in bed recipes and such. Um, that are well worth the the price of the book on its own. So there's actually that bonus of all these great recipes uh, that have all been tried and true, but a really uh, well-done plant-based chef, Beverly Bennett. So good stuff. I feel like such an exotic topic could be what some people need to push them over that edge if they were thinking about becoming plant-based but weren't quite sure. I feel like for some people this would appeal to them quite a bit that they might make the jump to. Right. And, you know, it's a self-published book. We ended up ditching the um, publisher. It was a mutual thing. No big deal. So it's on Amazon where you find self-published books in Kindle and print. Fantastic. Well, thank you. Just another reason to switch to uh, a plant-based diet. Absolutely. (laughs) Sticking with it for the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So to wrap things up, um, is there anything else that you'd like to add of some current things happening in your life, some, some things that uh, you would like some of the listeners to know? Well, let's see. I, I mean, I don't want to be too sad. I want, one, I'll tell everybody where they can find me because I do write a lot. This, you know, this movie, What the Health, has fired up the discussion and the interest 
Um, there are some critics. It's really interesting. I've, I write so much and I follow the media in this health world and plant-based world that, you know, I can predict what's going to happen. So two months ago, roughly, the American Heart Association published a sleeper paper, the Presidential Advisory on Saturated Fat Intake, which had 25 pages of hardcore science, most of it out of Harvard, the School of Public Health, had one paragraph out of 25 pages because we don't see a lot of data, we would advise not adding coconut oil to your diet, and they had references, and uh, they spoke specifically about for heart patients. And it was amazing, because for three days, there was a lot of press that I think got it right. Doctors advise coconut oil isn't as healthy as you thought, doctors suggest you cut back, um, let alone they never really got to the main topic, which was the science behind eating less butter, cheese, meat, or none. Mm -hmm. they, sure. they totally didn't address that. They went for the controversial, but they got it right. About four, and I wrote an article right then at a blog that uh, did extremely well in terms of the number of people that read and share it. That, you know, this is, this should be the final word on this five to eight year debate on uh, butter's good, butter's bad, uh, red meats, healthy red meats to be avoided or not at all. Um, and then about four or five days later, you just know they've got their act together. Who are they? I don't know. The meat <laughs> lobby, the dairy lobby, the people that are in, I don't want to use the word paleo, but who promote diets rich in these things. They have to respond. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have to, or their following says, well, you know, how come you're quiet on it? So for five weeks, we've had a tirade of why coconut oil is actually healthy, which never was the main focus of the paper. Nobody addresses the main focus of the paper. People were, you know, responsible people said the American Heart Association were a bunch of terrorists killing more people than ISIS. I mean, that you, this, was, this created such a vigorous response. So this happened again with What the Health. The movie came out. It's doing, I guess, gangbusters. I'm in it for three minutes. I mean, it's not a financial thing. You're never paid to have these cameo spots as a physician. <laughs> I, you know, and then, and it got all this positive press. Again, I wrote on that and blogged it if anybody Googles it. But, you know, there's a, right now going on a tremendous backlash over yep. two or three sentences. They're actually missing the most contra part, controversial part of the film. But, you know, it's let alone, you know, every journalist and paleo blogger. But now there's a couple vegans stepping in. So, you know, one of the sentences is, Dr. Neil Bernard, sugar doesn't cause diabetes too, type two. Well, actually, scientifically, he's right. And it's actually a statement you'll find on the American Diabetes Association, Joslin Diabetes Center, myth, eating sugar causes diabetes. Well, if you're eating a croissant, which has sugar, fat, and white flour, it's true. But white sugar itself, you'd have to eat so much, you'd gain and balloon up to 300 pounds, you know. Excess sugar is bad. Everybody knows it. We shouldn't be drinking sweetened beverages. We don't need to be drinking lots of sweetened juices. We don't need to be eating lots of candy and cakes full of sugar. But they come with other things like saturated fat, white flour, chemicals. So you're seeing right now this same wave of organized uh, need to respond, despite the fact that the core message of the movie, eat fruits and vegetables, animals are suffering, the environment's suffering, you're not going to get the message reliably from these big institutions like the American Heart Association. Um, actually, I understand the American Diabetes Association, which was beat up so badly in that movie. It certainly It's worked. actually planning to respond and react positively. Wow. Uh, getting 
bacon and cheese and recipes dripping in cream off their website and putting more plant-based options on there, which, you know, their organization endorses, but they just hide it on, on their website because it's unpopular. So that's that's all cool. If anybody hasn't seen What the Health yet, go see it. Make your own decision. You know, the biggest controversy in that movie, in my opinion, is they track through the course of a patient who's getting cured of her illness and weight gain through water fasting. Mm -hmm. That should be creating a backlash. Whoa, isn't that a little offbeat for a movie presenting, you know, fruit and vegetable based diets? I think it's really interesting that just like the American Heart Paper, what people don't understand or don't want to tackle gets pushed under the rug. And the one hot button that challenges, you know, set beliefs or financial interests gets uh, put as the main focus. I mean, Dr. Bernard says that sentence in the first five minutes of the movie, and then I don't even think the public pays attention to it. There's so much more that comes after that's more interesting, but uh, God bless the media. You know, they got to sell something or they got to not offend their advertisers, and that kind of goes down to bloggers, and, you know, some physicians have jumped on board. So that's all to me just interesting, you know, what goes on now in a world of social media where... Unfortunately, the public gets their information on Twitter and doctors get their information on Twitter alike um, or Instagram. And uh, it can be an ugly world of trying to discern some sort of truthful core message. I'm really glad that you brought that up because, you know, we noticed that amount of backlash, too, after What the Health. And we we loved the film. What the I, It was funny you mentioned the thing about the water fasting because that's the one thing that I noticed out of that movie. I was like, but wait a minute. She water fasted. Hold on a second. Hold on. Yeah, that's not plants. Um, which we're huge proponents of fasting. We've done quite a few ourselves, but we recognize the healing power of it. Um, but I think what they're trying to show is the dramatic effect that you can see through someone who is so chronically ill, that switching over to a plant-based diet, particularly after water fasting, if they would have spent a little more time showcasing her water fast experience, that would have really amplified the plant-based diet, in my opinion. But just to be able to show that, hey, you can get to this point and then sustain it and then keep progressing with a whole food plant-based diet was super beneficial for them to mention. But it's like you said, there's one sentence or two things out of the whole movie and all of a sudden it's attacked and torn to pieces and you have all the paleo people and everybody's saying, no, this is wrong, this is wrong. But this is it's backed up by science. It's backed up by research. And you still have people saying, but no, that science is wrong. And no, that research is wrong or simply it's backed up by people getting healthy and seeing yeah, the I results know. i mean that's all you really i say <laughs> there aren't large studies analyzing the impact of a um, parachute for skydivers you know you don't do a study of 100 have it 100 don't some things are obvious i mean i had a patient in the office today who i exposed and suggested a plant-based diet three months ago and he came back today to review his three months labs he's on no prescription drugs the blood test called hemoglobin A1C, which is your three-month blood sugar, was 7.2. That's fully type 2 diabetic. It's now 5.5, fully normal. I mean, it blows me away. Just an average guy walks in. You, you, you show him a path. I haven't been coaching him day to day. Smart people. And that doesn't mean school smart. Smart people get it. And, uh, you know, and they, you know, he read Dr. Barnard's book, and he can say proudly, I don't have diabetes anymore. And, you know, he's fired up about the results as I am. And everything else improved, cholesterol, blood pressure, 
his sexual performance, he was telling me it was better. The last thing, just to jump in, but I love that stuff. Um, you mentioned fasting, so two minutes. There is a, the, the world's leading scientist on aging and longevity is an Italian-born scientist in Los Angeles named Walter Longo, L-O-N-G-O. This guy at age 48 had published so many important scientific breakthroughs in like yeast and mice. He was nominated for the Nobel Prize in Medicine last year before age 50. That's very rare. He came in number two in voting, so he got a prize called the Jubilee Prize. Well, he has been interested in fasting since the beginning of his career as PhD 20 years ago. And he's really focused on it in the last 10 years. I know so much about aging. Does fasting really slow aging? And he's done a multitude of experiments. Bring it up to date. He strongly favors plant-based diets. A little bit of fish because he's Italian. He grew up in Genoa on the ocean. Mm -hmm. But he created a business with the University of Southern California called Prolon, P-R-O-L-O-N. Should Google it. It's a plant-based five-day fasting program. It actually provides 800 calories a day of whole food, plant-based, pre-cooked food. It's olives, it's nuts, it's soups, it's teas, it's drinks. You do nothing but add water and eat it just as prescribed for five days. You can't be nut allergic. And he's got the science of what happens to body fat, blood sugar, blood pressure, inflammation, cancer markers, aging markers that nobody has. There's no dietary program I'm aware of. And I've been using it five days a month for a few months. I'm down, I'm, I'm the 40-year vegan. I'm down 22 pounds. Uh, my lightest weight since high school, and I love it. It's been so easy, and um, and uh, many of my patients have had sim similar results. Um, so it's worth checking out. It's a really cool startup in Los Angeles that's food-based. Are you friends with uh, Dr. Goldhammer? Uh, well, of course, in the movie, we lectured together in Cleveland. I follow his work. We haven't had a lot of time to just sit in the same room, but very respectful what he's doing. Yeah, we we had him on our podcast as well. He's a great guy, and as as we mentioned earlier, we've we've done a lot of different types of fasts, and we're huge proponents of it. I mean, it's just incredible. The, the what healing it does. power is just phenomenal, and it sounds like what you're mentioning. It's sort of like you said, 800 calories a day, so it's kind of like an intermittent fasting. Okay, well, it's five days in a row. Oh, okay. And then you eat healthy for the next 25. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. We love to experiment with ourselves and, you know, our bodies. And we've done so many different kinds of fasts. We're going to have to try this out and see what that's like. Yeah, check it out. <clears throat> Dr. Longo has some unique data that if you fast consecutively four to five days in a row, but his program is five days, you get some responses you don't get by doing it once a week or twice a week. Mm -hmm. And those responses are what you want. Cancer markers going down, stem cells going up. Um, and you only see those on the third, fourth, fifth day. So uh, it's it's very, very interesting. Absolutely. it's We like to call, refer to it as our self-healing mechanism that kicks in after yeah. that third or fourth day. And you can feel it on a mental and emotional level as well. It's like this clarity just hits you that you didn't have before. Um, so we're always, we're always pushing our limits, seeing what we can do. <laughs> we'll have to check this out. Absolutely. It's a great challenge, and it's just remarkable that it's plant-based. So if our listeners um, would like to kind of keep up with you, what you're doing, where can they find you? Um, yeah, I'm everywhere on social media, but the main place is drjoelkahn.com. That's D-R-J-O-E-L-K-A-H-N.com with links there to my Twitter account, which is very active, very 
interesting interchanges with people around the country. Not always pretty. Um, <laughs> Facebook, drjoelcon.com, several posts a day, interviewed a incredibly lovely woman who lost 30 years old, a nurse, lost 154 pounds going plant-based. Now she's been featured in People Magazine as like the swimsuit vegan of the year. I mean, it's amazing. Wow. And she never had surgery. She never took a vitamin. She never saw a doctor. She read the China study and, you know, and 16 months later, she was down 140 pounds. That's we'll incredible. share that on our page. That's, Absolutely. That's awesome. well, yeah, it's a cool little YouTube, right. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Khan, for sharing this information with us. We've got a few things we're going to go look into now that you've brought it to the surface. And I think our listeners uh, found, will find this interesting, and hopefully they'll go and buy that book, Vegan Sex. Uh, yeah, it's very kind of you to bring that up. Have vegan sex. It's good for your heart. Read Vegan Sex. It's good for your heart in your kitchen. Uh, and you know, report back. Uh, post all your successes on social media. Wonderful. And I want children to be born because of this book, you know. Right? Hopefully vegan <laughs> children. <laughs> Just having fun with your listeners. Thanks. Thanks. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, I love bringing that sort of topic to the mainstream because a lot of people don't talk about that when they talk about veganism and adopting these plant-based diets. How is this going to affect your life directly in the sense of your sex life. Yes, and it's a juicy topic that should be discussed. I think you would be happy to experiment with it yourself if you haven't already. Yeah, so again, we look forward to hopefully bringing on more plant-based doctors. They always have a lot of really good, solid information to share with us, and it's just a pleasure speaking with them and getting their perspective on this movement that's happening right now. And of course, if you have your favorite plant-based advocate or enthusiast in mind that you'd like to hear interviewed, let us know. Send us a message at transform at soulandwonder.com. Let us know who you'd like to hear about and we'll contact them and try to get them on the show. Yes, most definitely. So we are going to skip a health tip in this episode because as we mentioned it. in the uh, in the interview, Dr. Khan already covered that. So we are good to go. See you next time.